Hierarchies can manifest themselves differently for everyone. Despite this, these power structures can be found everywhere. You, dear listener, have most definitely seen or been part of a hierarchy, whether that took place in an educational setting, at work, or within your relationships. Over the course of this semester, we read three novels. The Mere Wife by Maria Headley, Grendel by John Gardner, and Beowulf, translated by Seamus Haney. While each of these books follow the same set of characters, they also have the essential ability of demonstrating a wide variety of different hierarchies. The Mere Wife focuses on structures created by gender-related power imbalances, Grendel exhibits the ostracization and suffering of a select few, and Beowulf paints those at the top of the social ladders in a seemingly innocent light. As a topic, we were drawn to this idea of universal hierarchies. Although each of us read a different book, each written from vastly different perspectives, our discussions consistently returned to the same premise of structures within our daily lives. We found that literature, both modern and ancient, was reflecting our personal experiences. As students, we chose to specifically look at the variety of hierarchies found in our school that had parallels in our chosen texts. Hierarchies, although often hidden, are constantly creating power dynamics in the lives of students and other academically involved individuals. We interviewed various high school students to learn about hierarchies in the world around us. One of our peers had this to say. I think hierarchies from movies compared to the hierarchies we experience in school are definitely there, but they're less pronounced in actual school, you know, in movies like Mean Girls, they're very aggressive and there's almost an unspoken rule about how these tiers of people exist. The actual hierarchies we experience are almost more dangerous because they're subtle, so it's easier to start believing that the popular people are kind of better just because it's a more subtle system. Although not as overt as in stereotypical high school movies, structures within high school exist in which the self-proclaimed popular kids sit at the top and the ostracized loners remain at the bottom. Our core text, Beowulf, highlighted the same structure. In lines 1062 through 1064, the epic narrates, They sang then and played to please the hero, words and music for their warrior prince, harp tunes and tales of adventure. Heroes are praised and worshipped for their accomplishments, and in turn, they fight to keep their reputations pristine. Often, the focus of praise and attention on a select few can leave others feeling disregarded or ignored. This happens in real life too, as one of our peers expressed. I think a lot of people that aren't popular are jealous of the the way that these people live according to everybody else, because they want to be the person that other people look up to and think, you know, wow, they're cool. I wish that I could have the confidence that they have, even if they're completely faking it. As high school students, we are surrounded by expectations regarding intelligence. In groups of more academically focused students, high grades in intelligence are the valued qualities. In other more non-academic groups, hierarchies are based on other things than intelligence, such as athletic ability, artistic skills, or musical accomplishments. Having high grades could even lower your status. All three of our books dealt with hierarchies centering around the preferred ability within each story or group. Beowulf is a story deeply rooted in warrior culture. Because of this, intelligence does not play a large role in their hierarchies. This is a classic brawn over brain social setting where stronger characters like Beowulf will socially triumph over more intelligent but weak characters like Unferth. In lines 583 through 589 of Beowulf, Beowulf says to Unferth, I don't boast when I say that neither you nor Brekka were ever much celebrated for swordsmanship or for facing danger on the field of battle. You killed your own kith and kin, so for all your cleverness and quick tongue, you will suffer damnation in the depths of hell. The mere wife, however, dealt with intelligence in a much more subtle way. 
Social intelligence was highlighted over academic intelligence and included a lot of knowledge of human psychology. However subtle as it may be, what stands true in this novel is the fact that no one character wanted to seem too intelligent. Every character wanted to be perceived as important, but not as the biggest intellectual threat. This hierarchy puts the uneducated at the bottom and the educated at the top, with the most powerful or important people emphasizing the value of intelligence in order to keep this structure in place. In Grendel, Grendel is perceived as a monster due to his appearance, as well as his inability to communicate with others. Ostracized by the Danes, Grendel finds himself in a deficit of communication. His lack of perspectives resulted in his creation of a new hierarchy, one in which he perceived himself to think at a higher level than all others. In this structure, he valued his philosophy above all else and thereby elevated himself as a coping mechanism. Within our high school, ability to find hierarchies are incredibly prevalent. We have a wide range of extracurriculars ranging from lacrosse and soccer to chorus and drama. Academic clubs highlight intelligence, athletic programs highlight strength, and so on. Students in the drama program have experienced this quite dramatically. The hierarchy in drama is something that has affected me for quite a while, especially growing up in the drama community. When you're younger, then you really are at the bottom of the food chain. And in order to work yourself up, you can't really just exist there. You have to put in the work and you have to put in the effort. And it took me a really long time to be able to get to a place where I get the roles I want and I am listened to in the club. Drama ends up and the arts ends up being so focused on talent rather than your actual contributions so you have to be good at what you want to do you have to be skilled in order to make it to the top as students we are impacted by these ability-centered hierarchies and depending on what we expose ourselves to we can find ourselves simultaneously at the top and bottom of many different hierarchies here's a quote from one of our peers on how hierarchies manifest themselves in male friend groups there's definitely a contrast between who is considered at the top of the hierarchy, depending on what group you're specifically with. For example, if you're someone with someone that prioritizes sports and physical ability, whoever is stronger, whoever is more skilled in the sport is generally going to end up on top. But if you're with someone that prioritizes mental capability over say like physical capability, it's definitely going to be a competition of who can outspeak the other one. And whoever can do that is probably what's gonna end up on top of that social group. One hierarchy that we perpetually found in our daily lives and literature is the gender hierarchy. Upon putting out an anonymous survey for our peers, we received this answer. Genders do have their own hierarchy. For thousands of years, it has been established that the male sex is far more superior than the female sex. Even after women were given their rights, sexist microaggressions continue to exist and be encouraged. Then there's also hierarchies in each gender. While females put value in femininity and lack of masculinity, males discourage vulnerability and emphasize what women try to avoid. In this way, internalized misogyny continues to be perpetuated and pretty privilege remains prevalent. In Beowulf, all of the main characters are males, and the females are simply used as decorations or status boosters. The two women who are given a bit of spotlight in the epic are expanded upon in John Gardner's Grendel, Grendel's mother, and Wiltho. These figures represent two extremes. On one side, there is Grendel's mother, whose motherly behavior is described as suffocating and whose appearance is repeatedly insulted. On the other side is Wiltho, who is wet off like an object and glorified solely because of her familial connections and her beauty. Neither is regarded as an important woman. They are given emphasis or power because of the connections they have to other men. The mere wife is unique because it takes on a feminist lens. This includes highlighting the everyday sexist stereotypes present in modern day life, including date rape culture, beauty standards, and housewife roles. 
In all three pieces of literature, there were overt representations of misogyny. These are not isolated incidents. Our peers have experiences combating sexism and facing gender hierarchies. I think boys often are sort of portrayed as being more physically like able and less academically able and intellectually able. And I think within a school that shows a lot. Reading literature gives us perspectives and solutions to problems within our own lives. Although often harder to piece out in groups and relationships around us, being aware of hierarchies can ensure that those who end up at the bottom of the ladder retain their voice. If those who are at the top realize it and make an active effort to bring everyone to an equal level, group dynamics have the potential to be severely improved. Recognition is the first step towards dismantling oppressive systems and in turn fighting for equality.